Welcome to Fruiting Body Podcast with your host, Brendan. Today, we have an absolute legend returning, and it's John Nutt. Uh, this is the, the cream of the crop. This is the sultans of the swing. It is the man, the myth, the legend from Fight Circus, and we're going to be asking him the most dreaded question that's been on top of his head. Right. Why? Did he miss the Engano <laughs> fight? So let's jump into it. John, what the hell happened? Yeah, I know. Exactly, right? <laughs> you know, I would hit you with that one. I think one. I'm like, I have to be one of the only people on this island right now that like knows both of them. Engano uh, I met uh, at the ESPY Awards. I went to the ESPY Awards in 2019 for Fox. So I have like good pictures of that guy's fist being the size of my head and, and uh, correspondence with him then. And then obviously we had Tyson Fury on one of our fight circuses for my birthday show where he smashed me in the face with a cake, that bastard. I wasn't at that one. I was at the, you guys, you were a part of that that conference he was doing. Yep. I got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, um, that was a good night. Yeah, I, Great at least night. I made it home. Again, high life management. They're doing everything right. They're bringing over a couple of rugby players, uh, I believe in December, and then they're going to start back up again in January with some more boxers. I think Ricky Hatton's coming back over again for them. I think they're, they're, they're going to do some nice things, so... Yeah, big big things happening. Um, I I know we don't want to like reopen that scab, but you know, <laughs> yeah, you, we're, you're talking about that connection with yes. uh, Fury, and you should have been there with Rampage. Yes. Tell us that story. What's going on? Well, How just, you feeling? Again, I, I, I was there for I was there for Conor McGregor. I was there for Mayweather McGregor, and what the change was for that for the industry. And this, although the lead up, I don't feel like was, oh my god, this is going to be just as big. The follow-up has been, oh, yes, this is just as big, if not bigger, right? Uh, heavyweights, as we spoke about. Heavyweights are always going to get the attention that the 155ers don't. And, and it, it was just huge. Um, and the, the, the characters that were there that I am friends with, from Rampage to Fury to, you know, Izzy was in the house and Tim Simpson was there and McGregor is there. I don't know if Audie was there. But, like, again, I'm friends and I'm in the mix with a couple of those different people. And I just feel like that, although still boxing is up the alley of being a freak show fight. It's a, it's a circus fight. And if, uh, and if we are the pinnacle of freak show fighting and we are the pinnacle of uh, we're fight circus, I should have been there. What do you think this has done for cross promotion and how is that, how are you going to use Huge. this as leverage for your promotion? Well, again, for us, you know, we came, we were doing this before like any of them. I don't know if you remember, but like our first fight circus was still before Jake Paul, Mike yeah. Tyson, right? So, like, everybody was getting into it knowing that, no offense, but the sports are going down and the spectacle is going up and the viewership is still uh, getting its money, its money from the casual fan, not the hardcore fan. The casual fans care about the Instagrams, the TikToks, the numbers, those numbers. So, whereas, just as, like, kind of linear television is going down, le legacy media is kind of going down, and influencers and TikTok and social media applications are on the rise... That's the way that the, the sport's going to go. And I These mean, are the I, new A-less celebrities. Yep, These are correct. The new, yeah. will, will there ever be even another Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt? In a, you know what I mean? Will there be one? Like Hollywood's kind of dying. Sag, and a, sag after the, the strike is happening, right? We could see what AI is doing. I mean, again, if I can make a cooler AI video for Fight Circus than I could with Megan O'Leavy from the UFC or something like that, wouldn't I choose that one? Because Megan O'Leavy costs X, Y, and Z in terms of money and... Get my uh, my ChatGBT and my mm -hmm. mind, whatever it's called, journey on. Doesn't cost my team shit. Yeah, I mean, you can automate that that whole process. Even for for fight circus, let, let's talk about like pre Engano and Tyson fight and yeah. post Engano. I mean, after that fight, 
most people went into that, like myself, going, ah, maybe he gets a lucky punch, but Fury's going to come out in decision or he's going to get the knockout. But for you, and opening up the doors yes. for cross-promotion, the second Ngano did what he did, your creative juices must Correct. have just been firing. What was going on? 100%. Well, again, like, it's, it's how, how would I use him? Like, how would I use him? And what could, could be done to make more? Those are the creative juices that I go in because not to be that guy, but like even every one of your agree, uh, every one of your watchers is going to wa like agree with me on this. Okay. Would you want to see him rematch Tyson Fury right away? Or would you want to see him fight five midgets for a Guinness book of world records for the man that fights the most midgets at the time? Cause that's like a record that I'm going to personally go after because I know that the Guinness book of world records doesn't have it. Right, so I can fight five midgets on uh, this Christmas at one of our cards, and then next Christmas I could break break my own record by fighting six midgets, seven midgets, eight midgets. And I just become the guy that is fighting midgets all the time. Who's gonna uh, Who's gonna watch it? What's gonna go more viral? I don't know, but I would say if Francis Ngannou fights five midgets, that'll go more viral. That'll get more worldwide attention than if he was to fight. Even Tyson Fury again. And, there, and there, there's a good battle there. Okay, the Saudis aren't going to pay for it or PFL's not going to let him do it. Yeah, totally fucking get it. He's now Francis Ngannou. But what I'm saying is that if I can fight two people and I get 11 million views and I'm a nobody, right? You know what I mean? It, it, it's funny because everybody's going over these huge records, right? Nobody's looked at my record over the past year. My record's fucking huge. I'm the only fighter I think... There's, there's promoter John and there's journalist John, which take it very seriously and very straight. I was a purist in the sport for a very long time, so I can't get those over. But then there's shithead fighter Ric Flair John. Woo, right? And, and that, that one's like, the last time I was with you, it was before my, my fight versus MMA Symmetrical Champions and Icons banking no money. You know, we have like, it could be up at a billion. I mean, it was one of the most viral fights of the year. It, got, it make, uh, got made into Spanish. It got made into Vietnamese. I didn't do that. It went fucking viral for me being a guy that like drinks rum and cokes and fights his kids or kids trying to take his keys off of him. For, it went so fucking viral, which then leads to me then taking on Broly Gaines, huge influencer in the, in the fitness market, Johnny Tello and Bob Sapp in fucking in a Santa sack fight where Johnny Tello almost gets paralyzed because he gets you know, bonked on the top of his head. Then I fight Rampage, former light heavyweight champion, and fucking uh, uh, Bob Sapp at the same time with Woody connected to me. Yeah. Right? And then I get a fucking, into a karaoke battle with Tyson Fury, which by the way, I think that I won, but the guy still had the balls to smash a cake into my face. Right? Was it, it was a cheap shot? Cheap shot. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It was, just, it was really frightened and weak. It was callow. It was frightened and weak-willed on his behalf. And again, I love the, the way that you're smiling and the entertainment value is clearly there. But if you look at my record compared to like, I don't know, take like some of the greatest UFC fighters that you have on the island. They should get so much more credit than I did for being purists and rising up the way. But no, here I am, the fat schmo as a fighter, right? And I get, because that's the way the viewing audience and that's the way the direction of the way that people intake their media and the way that they consume their media these days, that's the way that they go. So Fight Circus technically, whereas we're not blown up right now, we will blow up in the future. It's only a matter of time because we focused on the business just the way that you focus on your business and just the way that the UFC focuses on its business. Right? My business isn't anybody else's. So I don't really care. The best thing about Fight Circus was that I took myself out of the politics and the bullshit 
that's behind the curtains of the fight sports industry. And now if my business is successful, which it is, I don't really have to worry about anybody. Like, okay, you don't like what I'm doing? Sorry. Stay over there in, in America. But can't Fight Circus be an excellent buffer between fights when fighters get momentum on relevancy, like as they are gaining their views, trending. So it's more or less like, I'm Francis Ngannou. That next fight, he'll get with Tyson Fury. That could be a year, year and a half away. Correct. So now he has a gap of a year and a half. Fight Circus becomes that platform for those fighters to continue trending without getting injured. One, oh, bro, and you're just nailing it on the head. He fights, he fights uh, Tyson Fury, right? He, get, he gets $10 million, right? He also could receive some brand damage or some huge punishment. Fights for me against five midgets from, uh, for a million dollars, Right, because I would say that I'll give I'll give Francis Ngannou a million dollars to fight five minutes tomorrow. We can I can make that happen, right? I think the virality of it is going to be bigger than the Tyson Fury uh, fight, right? And he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's not going to make his ten. He's going to make j j just the one. You know, he's going to make a tenth. But is he really going to get damaged against all five minutes? And how do you put the value on the the trending, the views, the the social media, the 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 numbers coming in? Because a guy like Francis Ngannou, if if we look at it on a chart today, he's trended. I bet you it's dropping off. What if you get that fight circus bump of oh. twenty million views of him tossing midgets around? For, and and furthermore, it's going to be like fight shows aren't the way that people are taking sports now. Sports are sports are dying too. Sports are dying too. Entertainment is growing, and the way that the sport the actual, if you take it as a sport, those sports are going kind of down. More people are putting into entertainment more people uh, than that. So again, if, if you're in Ganu and you fight five midgets and that goes extremely viral and you're not getting hurt and you can go on, that's like real prize fighting. I mean, like a lot of people don't think about it this way, but like Ben Askren is one of my, my favorite prize fighters of all time, right? And people are like, why? Like, why is Ben Askren your favorite? Because... He signs with Bellator for a great contract. He's not fighting in the UFC, so he's not taking the punishment against the people that he does. He, he, he switches over to one championship where he just stays champion and manhandles everybody for, for years. I, I, I love Aglaine Tani, but when he, when he fights Aglaine Tani, you know, this is a guy that's crushing people and he's getting paid a lot to fight, no offense, but like people that are of a subpar level. You didn't want to say cans. I didn't want to say cans because they're, you know, because they're legit. Yeah, yeah. They're legit as well. But like, he's a high level wrestling athlete. They're, they can't do much against him. If I was offered $100 million to fight uh, Francis Ngannou, right, tomorrow, or I was offered $10 million a year for the next 10 years to fight an eighth grader, I'm going to take the eighth graders. And I'm, and I'm going to just focus then on my career on the side stuff. Because again, some of the side stuff in terms of viewing gets more than the actual show. This is what I was going to with the sports dying. There are very few fans, like I'm a hardcore, or I was until I moved to Thailand, a hardcore football is life guy. NFL was it. NCAA football was it. Rose Bowl shit, right? You know what I mean? How often do I go back and watch the full game of like Doug Flutie, right, making the Hail Mary pass for BC? I watch that one play. Yeah. I'll watch 30 seconds of the knockout, but how often do people go back and watch the whole fucking thing? It's very, very tough. But with Fight Circus, we've made a product where you can go back and you can watch Fight Circus 4, Fight Circus 3. And because of the commentary and what's going on, it's based basically a, a comedy show. 
You can go out and it, and it, it holds true and it holds life and it holds like, uh, again, it, it, will, it will stand the test of time. Fight Circus 1, we could be on Fight Circus 69 and people might go back and see Fight Circus 1 and be like, oh shit, that was awesome. My clip from fighting Bob Sapp in that Santa match, that might, in a couple of years, Mariah Carey might sing a song about it, right? I and think her, so. And her Christmas song might go so fucking viral, and we got to listen to it in November 1st because in Thailand they don't have Thanksgiving, so the Christmas trees go up in goddamn Central, right, on November 1st, and all of a sudden I got to listen to All I Want for Christmas is Fight Circus because <laughs> that was the song that she sung, right? And then that goes viral, and now every Christmas you got to watch... Bob Sapp fucking clobbered me on the head with a Santa sack. You understand what I just did there? Mm. A lot of people don't, right? And that's the problem is a lot of people don't understand that if I make a fight circus Christmas special with, um, who's a big fat fighter that we all like? It's evergreen content that just never dies. Correct. Yeah. I could take, uh, I could take uh, Roy Nelson, who's a fat fighter. Yeah. We all love him for being a fat fighter. He's now Santa. Who are the elves? Let's get fucking... Three 145-pounders out there. Dominic Cruz, where are you? You're now an elf. Henry Cejudo, you're a perfect fucking elf, right? <laughs> so I'm now going to have them fight them. That's going to go more viral. Now, if it stays the test of time and my commentators do the right thing and they compare it to Die Hard, best Christmas movie ever, right? And it's called the Hans Gruber Championship, right? That now still stands the test of time and maybe every Christmas I get another million views on it, right? Yep. So 30 years down the line, Somebody's going back and using my shit, and now I'm getting the fucking payoff IP rights, right? Yep. Credentials, right? It's r listing them all down on your CV so that everything in, in your macro to micro life matters, right? Yeah, it seems like you, you're, you've planted a lot of seeds, and you're slowly starting to see them grow. And some, some seeds that you planted, you know, they season in one, and others are jackfruits. Correct. That might take eight years. Yes. But you, those ones that fruit, holy shit. That is my Chianti now. So what's going to happen? I mean, can we see? Oh, I, 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 I got a next step for you. Well, I'm talking like, can we... We have the Blue Man Group. We have Cirque du Soleil. We yes. see these Celine Dion shows in Vegas. Can Fight Circus hold a spot on the Vegas yes. Strip? Yeah, 100%. As like, I'm in Vegas tonight, and Fight Circus is there three times a week, and we're watching this circus show. Met with the Bali's group in July. I mean... Met, met, met with Caesars. Went, went to Absinthe, which everybody in Vegas at the time was comparing Fight Circus to Absinthe. They were like, years and years ago, there was a guy that made a show called... Beecher's Madhouse. Jeff Beecher. Go look him up. Great CEO. Great great dude to go down that hole. So Beecher made Beecher's Madhouse, which is where like in 2010, Miley Cyrus had her birthday. Basically, he sold out to the MGM, but they were a party that went every night. It was midgets. It was ladyboys. It was a freak show. He was trying to make Studio 54, right? Modern day. I'm making Studio 54 with fights. And midgets. So, and midgets. And ladyboys. Yeah. So like... They all, when I was in Vegas, were like, you're basically Beecher's Madhouse plus fights. Or now what the modern day Beecher's Madhouse is, absinthe plus fights. Now, a lot of the Nevada State Athletic Commission won't allow a lot of the things that I'm doing. Letway, no headbutts, yep. no bare knuckle right now. But those are all going to change. Bare knuckle's going to come to Las Vegas, believe you me, I know. But what else can't you do? In like, can you toss midgets at a dark So board? the crazy thing is, is if you do no head strikes... If you do no head strikes, you don't even need the Nevada State Athletic Commission to be there. 
Mm. You could be under like Shotokan rules for karate. Right? So a lot of the stuff that we do do, like Shotokan karate, because we have, we just changed the names. Only kicking. Right? Where does only kicking go into the Nevada State Athletic Commission? Like if I say that it doesn't have head kicks, now we're, we have nothing. And now the Nevada State Athletic Commission as a, as a commission, as a full analyzer of sport, they're like, this is stupid. You're calling it only human cockfighting, only kicking human cockfighting, right? Which we get, you're making a joke because that's what they called the UFC back in the day when the John McCain's were going after it. It was human cockfighting. So we get the joke, but they don't understand why anybody would watch it. But your job's not to understand why people would watch it. And I don't care if you don't understand why people watch it. If I get, like, what's, what's my biggest pay-per-view for, for 2024? I'll tell you right now, I don't even have this in the mix. So it's like, why, why are you talking about it? Well, because with Fight Circus, I'm allowed to lean into the dreams. Right? I'm le allowed to lean into the freak show. The biggest match of 2024 that I would like to put together would be the rubber match of Paige Van Zant and Rachel Ostevich. Mm. Now, when they first fought in the UFC, uh, they were both up and comers, both really hot. Everybody likes sexy women fighting. Paige Van Zant wasn't where she is now. Rachel Ostevich is probably bigger then than she is now, to be honest. By the way, if she ain't brown, I'm not down. Huge Rachel Ostevich fan. Not so much of the Paige Van Zant. No offense. Don't like him blonde-haired and blue-eyed. Live in Asia. None taken. I don't know if you've seen, but yeah. <laughs> so, Rachel Ostevich fights on uh, Paige Van Zant in, in, in uh, UFC. They both get tens of thousands of dollars, right? Both get, you know, maybe, maybe Rachel Van Zant. I don't know what their disclosed pay was, but maybe she's like 25, maybe, maybe uh, Paige is like 35, right? Then they fight in BKFC. Now they're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right? Why is that? Uh, their names were bigger. BKFC had become bigger and was using it as like one of their knuckle manias. Mm. Right? It, it was going to be one of their biggest fights at the time. It raised the girls' credentials, but it also raised the sport of bare knuckle boxing at the time. Mm -hmm. Right? But because of the punishment they were going to get taken, <laughs> no gloves, they want more money. Now, the rubber match between those women should happen on Phuket, Thailand next year. Right? Both of them fucking champions in combat sports. But can they get under the big top? Can they get into the fight circus square and face off in the fastest growing combat sport on the planet, Indian leg wrestling? Mm. Right? Lubricant? Now, no lubricant? No lubricant. Fucking straight up. Just raw dog. In. Raw dog, scissor fighting, Indian leg wrestling, Paige Van Zant versus Rachel Ostevich. I'm going to buy that pay-per-view. I, I want the DVD. Get me the VHS tape. I don't give a fuck. I want it now. Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of the casual fans out there, especially the OnlyFans, mm. the OnlyFans, those OnlyFans will be out there jumping on Rachel Ostevich, wanting to see that scissor fight go down. Now, what will I pay them? I'm hoping, I'm hoping a two-week trip at the Nyharn, you know, Serenity. I'll give them both 10 grand, 20 grand maybe. But you understand that the margins of what I'm going to get out of it and what they're going to get out of it are two totally different things. And this is why fucking Fight Circus has the chance to not only, like, disrupt the entire combat industry, but, like, be a player in the next generation. Right? Well, it's, Do you it's, know who my fans are? Because my fans aren't hardcore. Like, my fans are not the same as Alex Volkanovsky's fellow Phuketian for part of the, part of the time. Right? Not. And my age demographic is not... Israel Adesanya's guy who's Thailand trained, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hitting real low, real, 
we had a huge offer this past summer. Like just buy out. Just to buy out. But if they bought us out, they wanted to go the Disney route. So they wanted me to go from rated R to PG. Now I'll accept being PG thirteen, but my whole goal has been to be the Quentin Tarantino of motherfucking combat sports. So I'm not really planning on being PG right now, but but I understand and you understand. And I'm not a great businessman and you're a fantastic entrepreneur. But you gotta understand from my entrepreneur business brain, I'm not gonna take a buyout right now, even if it's a huge fucking number, to go after being like the blippy, the kid Zunia, the Disney. I do not think that children should be watching my product. Started off on a porn site. Yeah. Right? I have history. Right? I don't really think this was like my problem with the UFC when I was working for Fox. This is my problem with some of the other major organizations when it comes to it. The, the person with the largest purchasing power in the world is probably a 40-year-old father for his daughter in Connecticut. In Greenwich, Connecticut, there's a dad buying his daughter whatever the fuck she wants. Purchasing power isn't with the daughter, it's with the, with the father. Are you referring to Vince McMahon here? Sure, could be. But, but you get yeah. where, where, where I'm coming from. If Where's the purchasing power? Is it the dad? Wait, it's the daughter. Well, she, he's buying it for her. He's buying it for her, but she's the one that wants it. And well, I ain't going after that 40-year-old fucking man. But his 16-year-old daughter will love my shit. Because in the future, when I come out with, uh, let's just say off the top of my brain, bodybuilder boxing otherwise known as Chippendale collar boxing, right? Bring two women out from the audience, put them in chairs, bring four fitness influencers who are also bodybuilders, who also have some of the best physiques in the, on the globe and have hundreds of millions of views on their social media channels. And they want to get on bo this boxing to in increase their value. Now I have these four Greek gods come on to stage. You two have to grind on her. You two have to grind on her. Bob Sapp, play Genuine's pony for me. <laughs> bwam, bwam, bwam. Magic Mike starts. Yeah. You were the best of this group. You were the best of this group. Now you can fight for money and Harley Davidson. Would, would, you, would you guys take that fight? Yes, they will take that fight. You, you get me now. You're getting a little bit of prices, right? Action built into the mix there as well. And involving the crowd. And I just changed my whole shitty demographic from being fight fans that don't pay any money to being their wives mm. who will force the money out of them for me. Mm. Do, you you yeah. know me? You, how many women really want to go to a bloodbath? Not many. How many women want to go to a party where there's karaoke battles between fucking, again, Bob's, uh, like... Israel Adesanya just said that he is going to sit off when he was in, in at the Francis yeah, yeah. Ngannou fight. He said he's probably sitting out until 2027. But that's not happening. That's not happening. No. He'll get the itch in about six months. But maybe he won't get the itch for fighting if he knows that he can come over to me and mm. let's say I get, let's say I get fucking Chris Brown. And a dance-off. Crunk battle. Yeah. There's a crunk battle. I mean, you knew where I was going yeah. right when I said it. Israel Adesanya is one of the best crunk dancers in fucking New Zealand, if not Africa, if not the U.S., if not Miami, right? Chris Brown, one of the, one of the top. One, can you even compare him? Chris Brown versus McGregor, crunk battle? McGregor doesn't stand a chance. He's not going to... Uh, uh, Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury, 
They're all going to lose to Israel Adesanya in a crunk battle. It, Chris Brown. But Chris Brown versus Israel Adesanya. Now, now it's interesting. Mm. Now it's interesting. Who's going to win that? And if I can promote that as a fight and get people so riled up and so pissed off, why are you even making this nonsense? This is a circus. It's a fight circus. <laughs> you, know, the, it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, I mean, I'm not involved in the business, but from the outside, um, you, you start to get your creative juices flowing as well. I mean, have you ever thought about connecting with like the jackass boys wouldn't yes. that be the perfect we, we've bridge been we've been in touch like the bridge we into man, the american we man very much knows who we are mm. he very much knows who we are i would assume that steve-o very much knows who we are uh because yeah like i said like when you, when i came into the studio and it's like what are we going to be talking about today it's kind of a crap situation for me because i'm a little bit in limbo because there are some things moves in, yeah. that are being made and some contracts that are being signed that I actually can't even talk about right now. But when those things move forward, yeah, I mean, like, I've had so many people say it to me when I had Full Metal Dojo. You have, like, one of the best products at the best price, but you're not on the shelf. Mm. Yeah, well, Fight Circus is about to be on the fucking shelf. We're about to be in 7-Eleven. Costco, you, but, Ralph's, everywhere. But this, I mean, the timing of... Well, Full Metal Dojo, it's still pre-social media. Yes. I mean, the, the Instagram wasn't pumping. Instagram never, Reels didn't even start till 2020 almost. No, correct. So when you're getting into the fight circus, I mean, Instagram, the content, these platforms, TikTok. it's TikTok, it's exploding your brand. And what I find very interesting recently, I believe Elon Musk purchasing Twitter helped you guys. Yes. Because what I think he's done is the whole woke, Initially, woke the wokeness statement was was cool Tw ten years ago. Wokeness meant conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's what I used to. Now, wokeness means crazy lesbians fucking trying to murder people on the streets. Hundred percent. Yeah. So Musk came in. He purchases Twitter and he killed the narrative. That yeah. narrative could have gone really bad. I think he actually saved the planet socially. But by him doing that, that fucking is going to rocket your brand because his platform. You can pretty much say everything but kill a minority. Yeah. Which is great for your brand because now you're not being blocked. He will probably allow you tossing midgets. Yeah. But say a year and a half ago, I don't think Twitter would allow you tossing midgets around. Possibly not. You are 100%. I mean, you listened probably to the Rogan and him talk about it. And he was saying how if you're extreme to the left, then anything is to the right. I think actually Fight Circus is quite in the middle. Um, if you watch us, you can see how toxic the commentary is below, which is all like that MAGA stuff to the right. We have a huge gay population that loves us mm. and i love them you know what i mean like, and that's coming from the ladyboy influence nong rose bro mm. nong rose is a fucking crusher i mean like people don't really realize it but she does huge views uh not only in southeast asia but she, she clearly does huge views now in the in the states i mean like i wouldn't be hiring her to fight a thai fighter on a thai card for true visions that wouldn't do shit for me i don't i don't think but her now what she's done for Japan, what she's done for the States and the trans community, uh, we, we, we got some of them. And they know, like, again, like, I'm a pretty authentic and organic guy. I'm a dude that left the States in 2004. I've lived in Thailand. You know, next year will be basically my 20th anniversary of living here. I'm a very liberal human being. I'm very open. I have plenty of gay friends. I have plenty of 
friends from across every dynamic because racism doesn't really exist over here. The racism that does exist over here is between the ties and us. <laughs> my round eye, my round blue eyes get me into trouble and make me have to pay more at fucking national parks than they do, right? Well, that's that's I'm okay with that one. I mean, uh, so am I. I won't go into the details. Into the details. <laughs> but you understand. And, and this coming back allows us to almost like stay liberal but come up with like... Like, we're liberal, right? My partner is Swedish, right? We're social. But at the same time, I get to say outlandish, outlandish shit about retards, right? Yeah, I, know. I, I shouldn't even be able to say that sign. And you'll but never get canceled. I'll never get canceled. Yeah. I'm a 40-year-old guy from Boston. We grew up saying retard. Like, it's tough for me to take it out of my vernacular. And it has not, as you know, do I, you think I have any... When I say retard, does it have anything to do with Down syndrome people? No, no. you're not you're not pushing down. I mean, I think that's the greatest narrative, building a business in Thailand with a brand. Um, I, I say whatever I want as well. Uh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm like, how do you can't, you can't cancel my brand from Thailand. Right. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. So, I mean, you're able to get on the mic and pretty much say whatever ever you want, but you know that the backlash or your intent, it's not malicious. Uh, and I'm not a habitual line stepper. Like, I'm not trying to step up right. to that line and be like, oh, I'm, I'm getting this out of you. Quite the contrary. If there's easy comedy, if there's low-hanging fruiting bodies, hey, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I will take that low-hanging fruit every fucking day. Yeah. If the fruit's on the goddamn ground, I'm, I'm scavenger. I'm not a hunter, right? Uh, and I am. You kill what you eat. Mm. But you get me, man. Like, again, like... It, Fight circus in the future, I think, will be similar to like a barstool sports meets the Babylon Bee or the Onion. And the articles that will come out is because there's no, never been a Saturday. I said this to you fucking last year. There's never been a Saturday Night Live for the, for the combat sports industry. They take themselves so seriously that they've never been able to have comedy. But now that they're big enough that they're in um, uh, not the hardcore fans, but the, the, the softcore fans, mm. right? Those are the ones once again, that are paying for the industry. And those are the ones that like to make the jokes. Those are the ones that are making Sugar Sean O'Malley huge. Those are the ones that made Conor McGregor huge. So, like, if I can be tongue-in-cheek, and instead of, like... I, I did one the other day. I mean, like, nobody read it because I, I, I don't focus on social media and I don't really care about it. Eyes on the prize. And that's not my prize. So, the other day, I wrote, like, I'm, um, I have an offer when this new deal goes through that I'm going to have to write a lot more. Write about my past. Possibly write a book maybe do a podcast, something of that nature. But it's all talking about the stories that I went through to get to where I've been. Because you, I have been in Cambodia and had guns pulled on me. I have swam across rivers to Myanmar to fucking, you know, see Letway fights. Y you get me. I've had an exciting past, which has led to this. And now where we at, are at in terms of entertainment, people like the stories of the entertainment more than they like what's happening in the present. Could you see a movie happening for Fight Circus? Fuck yeah. Like, like you know, Trailer Park Boys. Like, you start small, you get to the point, you can do a production film. 100%. I mean, could you not have off-spins of characters from Fight Circus having their own Netflix series? Oh, well, I, I mean... In Thai. When I'm in, when I'm in meetings, when I was in meetings in Hollywood and when I was in meetings in Vegas this past year... Uh, people are asking me who to compare myself to, and yeah, I bring up that Tarantino, but no, it's Taylor, Tyler Sheridan. Mm. Fight Circus is the like what he has done for uh, Yellowstone and his little Yellowstone universe that's all around cowboys. Dude, I'm gonna have a fucking Yellowstone universe. It's just gonna be around Fight Circus. It's gonna be around circusy shit. There's gonna be a bearded woman spinoff. There's gonna be a you you, you get me right, and uh, you can go into all of those all those little different. 
universes and then where does it go? Well, the spinoffs are, are endless for me. Is it hard to find talent? Does that become a challenge or is that easy for no. you? No. And especially now because of the whole influential thing. Again, a big shout out to Ben Davis, uh, which I know you don't know him, but like I didn't know that he wore a turtleneck. I didn't know the guy before before he came to do Fight Circus. But he's huge. You know, he's best friends with Ariel Hawani and John Morgan and all the guys that are in this industry. And he does com commentary over here. And Robin Black's another guy that like works with the you know karate combat and PFL. They all see me and they see what I'm doing and they know the behind the scenes. And they know behind the scenes is kind of crappy and shady and political and you, you have to climb a ladder. And I didn't do that. I worked hard enough for Fox and for Vice and doing stuff for every organization. Well, everyone is talk. Everyone knows it's on the radar, and it's interesting when your 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 shows are coming out. Like I saw randomly Bert Kreischer talking about your show, yes, because uh, I think it was the Bob Sapp thing. So there, that means the right people know what's what is going on. For what, sure. What do you think you have? I could, to I could see Bert Kreischer working with us in the future. Oh, they would love and doing comedy. I think anyone that's coming to Thailand at a certain point, they might. You become like this theme park for the celebrities. Correct. They're like, fuck, I, sure, I'll join that show. Let's have some fun. Yeah. I have loads and loads of friends from living in Los Angeles that r they raised up while I moved over here. Some of them now work for Endeavor. Some of them now work for CAA. You know, I have, I, and again, I'm also old enough that I have friends whose kids now work in the industry. Right? So it's hilarious. And their kids are fans of me and they don't give a shit about what I do. Right? So it's funny because, yeah, that's the direction that it's going. And yeah, it's, it's, whereas every, okay, like in Saudi Arabia, they had to have every famous person in the world of combat sports there to talk about Saudi Arabia. But they flew them all out and there, they, and clearly. They flew them all out yeah. there and they paid for it. I have to pay one person. Yeah. I have to pay one person to fly out to Phuket and give that one person the hospitality and the treatment that Phuket gives people for like two weeks of their life. Give them an unforgettable trip because, you know, Rampage had never come over to, to Thailand before. You know, do you know how many people want to come to Thailand now that the pandemic's over and they sat in, the, in their fucking rooms in New York and were like, yo, I'm in a $4,000 a month studio apartment, whereas $4,000 over in Thailand gets me a five bedroom, five bathroom house with a pool with elephants shooting fucking fountains into it, right? Mm -hmm. So many people want to. So like going back to your question of, do I have to find talent? No, talent's coming to us. They, so, they, they will reach out to you and say, what can you kind of offer me? Yeah, I mean, we were at the comedy store with Rampage this past July. And you, when I walked up here, you had Bobby Lee on your TV. Bobby Lee was bartending that night. Bobby Lee knows who Rampage is, right? Tom Segura then walked in because Tom Segura is doing his random 15 minutes at the comedy store. So I'm here with fucking Rampage. Who's this? You know, and everybody, everybody, when you get to that level too, it's like Bobby Lee's here and Tom Segura's here and fucking Rampage Jackson is here. And who's the shitty guy in the, you know, who's that guy? Dude, that's the guy that fought those fucking two people on that viral video. Yeah. Oh shit. I saw that. Do they approach you and have a conversation or are they kind of, they're busy. They're doing that. They're, they're busy. I didn't talk to Tom yeah. at all. Yeah. Didn't talk to Tom one bit, but Bobby Lee. Yeah. You know, had a, had a nice little chat. Uh, there were obviously loads of other famous yeah. comedians that were in there. Oh, you know who the funniest one that is from this summer that I met? Oh my God, great story for you. Henrik, don't know if you'll like this, but whatever. So it's Henrik, my partner, and uh, Bobby Kesselman, 
who is a guy that I grew up with in LA who does all the voices on the family guy. Like he does all these background voices and has worked with Seth MacFarlane for years. Works with a bunch of NFL players. So we're all at the fucking comedy club. Uh, it's the end of our night. We've had a lot to drink, but we're still going. And the comedy store, I don't know if you know, but it has this. Yeah, I've been. You've been. Yep. So we're at the bar in the front. We're not even going uh, in the main room or the. No, we're not in the main room. We don't even go outside. We're using the bar outside. But right when you went that them. one right there on the left. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, watching yeah. the Sunset Strip. Watching the, you know, celebs come in and all that shit. Henrik goes off and goes to the bathroom. He comes back and he's like, you guys are going to lose your shit. Who wants to meet Peter Dinklage? Really? And I'm like, I want to meet Peter Dinklage. And everybody else at the table is like, who the fuck is Peter Dinklage? The dwarf from Game of Game Thrones. Thrones yeah. Right? We all know who, who he is, right? Ty Tyrion, what is it? Tyrion Lannister, Right. You want to go back and see Tyrion Lannister? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to see him. Nobody else at the table is like interested in it. And like, we're all shit faced. So nobody cares and you know, all that type of stuff. But I care. So I go back to the bathroom and you see immediately when you walk around that corner of the comedy store to go down to the bathroom, the parking lot's over here to the right. Huge crowd of people. Everybody's taking photos. I go over. It's not Peter Dinklage. It's dwarf comedian Brad Williams. Okay. <laughs> who has just done a bit on stage about being confused with Peter Dinklage. How funny is that? <laughs> to your brain, Henrik, to your brain, right? You, you know what I mean? It was fucking hilarious. Talk to Brad Williams. Shared back and forth uh, great messages with Brad Williams. Brad Williams is certainly a person that I want. He's on our radar. I believe that he will be on Fight Circus in the future. He asked for a little bit more money than I'm prepared to give at the moment. Mm -hmm. but the cordials are there. We both got along. The moment that I get that sponsor on board, the moment that I get that uh, broadcasting deal, the moment that I have that right Tetris piece to fall in and make those blocks disappear, mm. bing, bang, bong, Brad Williams. How, how could you do this in terms of broadcasting? Like this can never go, I mean, you wouldn't be able to show this on like the national platform, television. The platforms are just changing so fast, right? Would We're already on national television. I'm on digital one in, in, the, in the East Coast. Uh, through a Marshall deal. Like, remember, there, there are these huge business conglomerates that own certain things where Capital One is involved, digital media is on board, who's on board with the box. I mean, my mom's cable box now in the States has like a thousand channels. Yep. Right? And channel 751, I think, is Fight Circus right now, playing like our eight shows just on repeat, right? Because So if people want to watch now, you're... I've been to the, I think I've been to two or three. I've been to the live yeah. shows. Um, but the live, when you're filming the live shows, are, are they live as well being streamed? Or? We've, done, we've done both. We've done both. And we worked with Fight TV. During the pandemic, we went live and we did our shows during the morning. Yes. The live numbers weren't as good as the content created numbers, mm. which forced us to take it off of live. Because again, how to monetize? We're still in our infancy. You know what I mean? One of the things that's been interesting on a behind the scenes, and I'm not going to talk to you about the promotion that it, that it, that it goes yeah. on with. I don't want to insinuate anything. This is all alleged type of bullshit, right? But when, you, when it comes to monetizing your product, when your content, right? There's two ways of thinking. There's have tons and tons of content that isn't very good, but I have a lot of it. And then there's have not much content, but it's fucking creme de la creme. And then there is the option of do I sell it or do I give it away? Now, if I give it away, I become bigger right away. But if I give it away, 
Are you ever going to buy it again? My, and and let, again, let's just mm. say, Fight Circus, we've got a lot of people in Brazil right now that like us. Oddly enough, Charles Fen Felony Bennett, Felony Charles Bennett, he came with a guy named Tom Huggins. Uh, Tom's a great dude. Big shout out to Tom. Tom used to work with, uh, with a lot of the television spaces in Brazil, which does have the third largest uh, like oh, media conglomerate yeah, yeah. in the world, right? So they're like, we can put you on right now, anytime. Now, do I give Fight Circus to them? Now, if I give it away, they're probably never going to buy it. So do I offer it for, just, just to say, let's say I give it to them and three, down, three years down the line, I haven't actually grown anymore. But I go to them and I'm like, yo, can you, can you give me $10,000? Well, I don't know. So if you give it away from the very beginning globally, you might not be able to go get that money back from those little locations. Yeah, right? they're already expecting pretty right. much next to nothing. And again, where you're thinking, like you're not going to be able to be on TV in the States I think, well, fuck. TV's dead. TV's dead. Right, so. But they still have money. So it's not like, fuck it, they're nobody. Like if Fox did come to me and say, hey, you're not allowed to say motherfucker on board, but I'll give you this deal. Mm. Mother lover it is. What about uh, mother, mother humper it is. Yeah, but what about like Rumble and, and Rumble's and growing? You just named another one. Definitely in talks with Rumble. And, and Kick, doing, you heard of Kick? Like, yeah, Kick is the new Twitch, right? Kick is the new Twitch. Because these platforms... So those platforms are now talking Like, to us. this will never work on YouTube. It's a waste of time. Because YouTube is just going to demonetize it. You, maybe you can go live. 100%. I, I will say that I have, like, people that I'm working with now that even know the CEO of YouTube, and those discussions have happened. So, um, yeah, so we're talking to... Again, you got to... If you're a f moron... You can't see what Fight Circus is. And again, am I biased? Yeah, it was my baby. But like, baby aside, I was working for Fox and I was working for myself for a long time and I know how the industry works in terms of the margins. And again, at the, at the, at the end of the day, right, people see me as a fight promoter, but the people that really pay attention to this know that I'm an events coordinator. Mm -hmm. Full Metal Dojo was probably one of the most successful mixed martial arts uh, organizations of its time. But the real reason that it was was because we were going off events, events coordination to make money. We didn't go out and raise a whole shit ton of capital that didn't get paid back. Like, I mean, I, I have so many favorite organizations that have come and gone over the years, but I really liked Rebel, who you might not even know, and they had some shows in China and Malaysia. Yeah, no, I heard of them. Yeah. yeah. I heard the guy, I don't know this, but I heard that he raised like $20 million, $25 million, right? I'm a huge fan of Glory. Mm -hmm. kickboxing uh love him love robbie timmers shout out to samui right he's he lives on Koh Samui. love the dutch they went bankrupt during the pandemic at one point right and i think that was because carl hemmers had lost so much fucking money he wasn't going to put in any more money now if he quits the game he's never going to get it back but in order to get it back he's got to put in more money it's the only right? way out of a hole dig deeper D only way to only way to get out of that hole is to grab a <laughs> shovel, right? You know what I mean? Go dig further. So there's a lot of people that haven't made their money back or made, and I was just fortunate enough to have the right partners, especially the guys from Insanity mm -hmm. up in Bangkok on Soy 11, because I had such a fucking good deal with them. 
because we had done so well for them that we were getting a part of the food and beverage. Yeah, you've kept the business model super lean, lean. super lean, where everyone's winning along the way. Correct. And, no, and, yeah. and, and again, like you just said, everybody's winning. The venue's making so much yeah. money, they want me to come back. The sponsors are making so much that they want me to come back. So I kept everything so lean that I don't really have many people. I mean, it's actually a problem for me now is that I don't have too many people that hate me in the industry. If I had one person that like would blow up and, and go against me and like, again, I would love it if Eddie Hearn would talk shit about me, mm. right? If Bob Aram would all of a sudden come out and be like, yo, Fight Circus is the biggest joke. They're never going to be as big as boxing. Oh, well, you just helped me. Yeah. To po possibly yeah, you're bringing eyes over now. 100%. But then um, how, how can you compare to, and we'll, we'll wrap it up in maybe five, 10 minutes. Yep, sure. Um, comparing Fight Circus to, is it Power Slap? Now, Power Slap, am I, nothing against Dana, love what he did. No. But Power Slap is the ex-football of the UFC, what Vince did. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. Well, it's going to be the same thing with me too. I mean, they now are hired, they're now TKO, right? But yeah, they, they're now TKO, with, so they have a lot more With, uh, with Vince. WWE, yeah. yeah. But they like for what was it? What was it called? The uh, back uh, X football with Vince. When oh he yeah, did the, that completely failed. Yeah, I think they he tried to bring it back. It. Yeah, The Rock bought it. And, uh, and but I think that's Dana White's biggest. Probably it's probably not a huge well, investment. Sla for slap, I think, is actually doing pretty well. Like on, social, numbers, media. on social media. On social media. So it again goes into what he what is he doing? The the the, the fucking funny thing that I find about slap is that they're actually trying to make it into a sport. Which is crazy. Right? They're trying to make it legit, which it, it's people slapping each other. Like, again, I, I would like to make Rochambeau into a sport for fight circus, right? Where if, you're, where if you're wrong, I get to punch you in the dick, right? That's the Rochambeau game. Mine might be more successful than theirs. I have to pay my fighters less. My production is less. Everything is less, right? And my viewers are the same. And my sponsorship dollars are the same. My broadcast deals might be the same. But theirs is very one-dimensional. Very one-dimensional. I mean, very I, I, don't, I don't even, to be honest, it's kind of... But, but, but by the way, legitimizing them as a sport pigeonholes them. They're now stuck. Mm. I'm not stuck. I can lean into this. You know who's coming to, uh, who, who's coming to Phuket? Steve Aoki. Uh-oh. Is he DJing? He's DJing. At Illusions. And we know who likes cakes. And you know who likes cake? <laughs> Why wouldn't I do slap fighting with cake? Yeah. Steve Aoki's super slap fighting championship. Every fighter has to do the same sport the, with the wave, the weight, that movement, except they have to hold some sort of muffin pastry or crumpet that tastes delicious that Steve Aoki can then later on. Something Thai related, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Kanom yeah. Jin. Aloy, right? Yeah. Just up across the head, right? You got what I'm, you get where I'm going with it, right? And I, I again think that that can go into anyone. You know, before we wrap it up, I would say that- Which we rarely do. Yep, on, a, on, a, on an entrepreneurial and a business side, the next thing for anybody who's in the industry, I don't, I don't give a shit if you're trying to have a promotion, if you're a fighter, if you're fruiting bodies, because you already have yours, but you need to attach yourself to another brand or white label some other product so that you can sell that product, right? I have this great uh, fighter, Nong Rose, Right? Nong Rose is so amazing, right? She's getting a huge impact from the transgender and gay communities. Gay communities love drinking white wine. They love daytime drinking. They love the fat Jew who made rosé uh, rose all day, right? 
sold it for like 120 bill to, or 120 mil to like Diageo, right? I don't see why I can't get Nong Rose on board for Nong Rose. I don't see why I can't go up to Monsoon Valley up in Hua Hin to go to their vineyard and white label a rose that tastes delicious like Thailand, smooth as fucking silk. All Thai smiles all day, every day. Why? Because Nong Rose <laughs> all day, every day. And then Anheuser Busch has to come and buy me because they're super huge into transgenders, right? And now I'm selling through Fight Circus my wine, which is in, it's the Conor McGregor move. Yep. Yeah. I mean, getting into the alcohol game, that's a. Uh... That's next level as well. It's very competitive, but I mean, if you're able to succeed, and if you're able to get the shelf space, yeah. what what about uh, which is she? But you understand, like I, I'm, I fart this creativity out. Mm. Like one of the other ones that I really want to do is make fun of uh, Conor McGregor and come out with proper number two. He's got proper number twelve. I've got proper number two. They've got the golden arches. I've got the golden arcs. They've got two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, but it's not on a sesame seed bunge, which is what I'm doing, McDowell's. So what is the proper number two? It's a bum gun. Everybody in Asia uses the bum yeah. gun. The U.S. is filled with savages that still wipe shit off with only paper. They don't fucking put soap on. They don't put water on. If they get shit on their hand, they just wipe it off with fucking paper, just like they're dirty assholes over there because they don't use a bum gun. I wish we had a portable one. Yeah, right? Game, game, game changer. Uh, that's so I'm making the, the proper number leave. two. I'm yeah. making the proper number two, which is a bum gun that attaches to any sink around the globe so that you can wash your ass from anywhere. You come to, to Thailand, you wash your ass, you feel like, why didn't I fucking wash my ass before as a dirty, savage Bostonian, right? You go back to Boston, you buy my proper Ugh. number two, which looks like a real fucking revolver. How will it attach? That's the problem. It's, it's like- It's going to attach right to the sink. Yeah, but you need like universal taps for the attachment. I understand. And, and I will come up with that. I've, but you, yeah. you get me. And by the way, I could actually come out with like the Trump bum gun, right? And he's still so polarizing around the globe that although I don't do many units in America because nobody's using the bum gun- the Trump bum gun has just sold over 10 million units in China. It's a, re a real device. No, I'm fucking with you. But, <laughs> do you, but, you, but you get me how that yeah, would work. I, mean, I, I market it towards America in a fun way. Okay. No Americans buy it because they don't use it. They're stuck in toilet paper land, chafing their fucking assholes, making it like the goddamn Mojave Desert in the middle of the dry season. I just saw a water buffalo get killed by a goddamn lion. Do you get me? Now, because I've made fun of Trump in that way, China gets onto it. Malaysia gets onto it. Singapore gets onto it. I mean, again, going back to the metrics of, of where these things go, I do Letway because I love Letway, right? It's not because of the money. Why? Because there's no fucking money in, in Letway. Because there's no money in Myanmar. Because you have a military coup going on still you have people in under a curfew so would you rather let me just say right now if you could pick uh, uh, a demographic a nationality um a certain group for you to get fruiting bodies and your amazing lion's mane out to would you rather get uh let's say three million three million in front of three million eyes in myanmar or 30,000 eyes in Singapore. Yeah, exactly. No brainer. No brainer. Because these people don't have shoes or running water, and these people wear Jordans. 
Right. Yeah, I think it's just the gruesomeness and 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 of why I probably Lethweight doesn't take off. Similar to like bare knuckle. 100%. It's like people just a lot of people don't want to maybe see it that 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 intense. Like even like yeah, bare knuckle. Dave LeDuc's fighting this weekend in Cambodia. You know are, that, are, right? are you are you uh, you've heard all the controversy of Dave LeDuc? Oh fuck yeah, man. Are, are you on? Well, I guess we can't go too. I don't time. really care as a guy from Thailand, dude. I, so behind the scenes, I know exactly what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 everyone. Does. I know exactly what he was doing, and he was trying to promote himself. Do I think that he shot himself in the foot? Yeah, I think he shot himself in the foot. Why do I think he shot himself in the foot? Well, because there's only like four countries or five countries in, in the world where Letway is allowed, and you eliminated two of them. But why doesn't he transition into uh, MMA? Oh, type? man, I think, Dave, again, not... Dave's doing his own thing with his own trajectory, and man... But, the, but again, like, it's like, is he going to make Letway huge from Turkey, where he's living? Or like some Eastern Europe, Europe Isn't he in comes, Cyprus and, or something? Yeah, and like, the, dude. Okay, like even even Letway, like you got a huge, mass hardcore Letway fan base in Arizona, right? Of like thirty thousand, but those thirty thousand are so hardcore that they don't put a dime into it. Mm. They're so hardcore that they illegally stream on Canal Plus. Do you get me? So even those 30,000 aren't going to fucking make Letway a huge sport in Arizona, let alone the rest of the United States, let alone wherever it needs to go to become a recognized global phenomenon in combat sports, like Fight Circus will before Letway, even though Letway should. And I will admit that. Way more dangerous. Way more punishment. Way more viewership? Fuck no. I, I, I think Letway, it's, it's a sport I... I mean, sure, anyone can practice Muay Thai. I don't think anyone's practicing Lethway. I mean, I, I'm not going to go to the gym and let's spar and just headbutt the shit out of each other for yeah. an hour. Well, exactly what you're talking about is why cornhole and pickleball and paddleball yep. are so much bigger than combat sports. And everybody that's a hardcore combat sports fan is like, no, that's not the way it is. We're huge. We're a niche of a niche of a niche. And if you don't get that, you're stupid. And the reason is, is because of what he, my man just said right over here. How many people go to barbecues in the States and are like, you know what we need to get? Get out the ring. Get out the ring and let's throw our kids into fucking a Muay Thai match right here at this barbecue for everybody to fucking witness. Nobody's doing it. What they are doing is grab the cornhole boards, grab the beers. We're going to have a barbecue and we're all going to play cornhole. And now DraftKings is going to get on cornhole. And now cornhole is on ESPN. For what fucking reason? I don't know. It's yeah, not, not a gonna, sport. It's I'm a not going to watch that. It's a game. No, I mean, you're, you want to watch me play this arcade machine for an hour? Of, cor no. of course not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, j just uh, speaking on the cornhole, I mean, you got it up at your place. Yeah. That's in Quran. That Now, is that your, your is the jungle, place, jung yeah. jungle view? The jungle viewpoint. Is that your restaurant? I haven't been out there because, as we all know, people in Phuket, we don't leave five kilometers. Yeah. yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. So I live in Rawai, and it is on the road that goes between Rawai and Kha on yeah. that like right below Quran viewpoint yeah neck and my the, my wife's land is the land across from uh the new Phuket High big shout out to the guys from Phuket High because I think their dispensary is pretty awesome and they're right across the street and so the jungle viewpoint we have Captain Taco at us so some of the best tacos it's great but basically that place in the future is going to be the Fight Circus Performance Institute we're going to have tug of war there, and I'm going to throw fights there like I'm Mr. Han. So I can train and maybe get a call from the crab, kind of like a, a Kill Tony. 100%. Kill Tony 100%. episode. Hey, you want? we're going to take someone for the crowd. Come the, up here. The first show that I want to do there now, uh, I, I plan on doing all like my subsidiary content 
at the jungle viewpoint for a period of time. And some of the stuff that I want to do are like all the things we want to experiment stuff that doesn't cost money. One of the ones that I want to do because there's not a lot of stand up on this Island is stand up and fight. Mm. How does that work? What eight comedians all doing stand up first round. They have to do a regular two minutes, regular two minutes of stand up comedy. Four of them are going to get eliminated. Last four have to fucking roast battle each other. Right. From there, two of them will win. Those two will have the option to get in the ring and fight each other for cash and prizes. <laughs> or they can have their final. Or, yeah, you, you get me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, could, they could pick the exit. So, so what's going on? At, like, if we're coming up to Jungle Viewpoint, I, th- I, I meant to come, but I feel it's a place I should take a taxi to. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no drinking and driving. Yeah, I no mean, drinking no, and driving. No, I mean, around here is okay. I mean, yeah. you shouldn't. Don't do that. Yeah. But uh, there's sure. too many cop stops that way. So, yes. So when we're coming up there, we're taking a taxi. What can we expect kind of on an afternoon there? We're playing cornhole. We're oh, crushing Sam thing. McGill's. Yes. So crushing Sam McGill's. Lots of cornhole. We are basically an infinity pool to the horizon. It's on the Queen's land. So the land in front of mine won't be taken over by a, a core group or a four-point Sheraton or anything like that. Uh, it's going to stay that way f- until the Queen decides to do something with it. It's, is it like a hangout? Anyone can just yes. show up? People are playing? Like, is One there of, like Sunsets. A, is sunset there, sessions. Is there just local drunks there all day too? Or well, I we mean, won't talk. <laughs> you, you, know the, you know the island, so you know my customer base right now. <laughs> Ruskies are there, brother. Okay. We, we had an American flag, a Mexican flag, and a, and a Thai flag hanging up. I took that American one down. No matter how patriotic I am and nationalistic I am, na- nationalism and patriotism is the best way to hate somebody you've never met. Yeah. And the Russians won't come buy tacos if I have that flag up. Mm-hmm. So on a, you get what I, I'm doing. My place is basically Little Odessa on every uh, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. It's people eating tacos, people, people playing cornhole. People fucking taking pictures for Instagram next to the sunset because they don't want to put it in their mind and remember it. Do you have any cornhole tournaments coming up? Uh, yeah, Christmas. Christmas okay. cornhole. Okay. Christmas cornhole and corn chips. Okay, and, and uh, well, let's just jump into the main, you know, meat and potatoes uh, fight circus. Let, let the audience know. Let us know. When, when's the next one? How do we get tickets? How do we get prepared? We're going to do some sort of Christmas shows. Okay. Uh, and when I say shows... I think plural, because again, unlike the other people in the industry, they're going after the business model of like chasing after the UFC. I'm chasing after Cirque du Soleil. If there could be a Chinese John Nutt, a Portuguese John Nutt, right? I'll IP out. I'll do that. Get a big, fat Chinese guy to act like a brash New Yorker, right? And that way they can ha- I can have uh, Fight Circus China in Macau going on at the same time as I have Fight Circus Las Vegas going on. Franchise license it out. License it out. Yeah. And so, like, uh, I think we're gonna be, I think we're gonna be huge. Um, and I, I don't think that we'll be huge for the next three to five years because I think we'll stay on the steady pace of being right here on my island, doing what I want to do, living the dream. I mean, again, like success, as you and I both know, is an opinion, right? Everybody says Dana White is the most successful promoter right now in combat sports, probably. Yeah, but right? he works his fucking ass off. He also lives in Las Vegas. I mean, that, that wouldn't be a great time. You couldn't pay me enough to live in Vegas. I mean, well, I mean, you probably could. Everyone's Just the comparison number. between, exactly. If I was getting millions and millions of dollars a year, so I didn't even have to live in Vegas, I could live outside of Vegas, I could live in Montana and take a flight down for my shows like I'm fucking Elton John. Yeah, doing it. 100% doing it. Me and Brittany making babies. That's go. what we're doing. But... Until that happens, my lifestyle here, I think, 
on a compare and contrast com competition note. If you just look at lifestyles, I have to be one of the most successful people in all of promotions ever. Why? Because my day-to-day -day basis is so much fun. I wake up and I have conversations about Francis Ngannou fighting midgets on a day-to-day -day basis. I take long walks around Nyharn Lake. I go to Promptep Cape every day. I take my son to Shark Bites, Blue Tree. Ripping right? around on the motorbike. Bro. Fucking wind in the hair. Living the dream. Yeah. I mean, no Living one. Boats people, and hoes. Boats and hoes, baby. No one gets it. Like, I, I, I try to sell this place and I've stopped trying to sell it. Yeah. I, I was trying to, trying to desell it. Yeah, like, I don't want. It's like, I'm I don't like, whoa, I'm like, whoa, 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 that's too many people now. Correct. I'm like, that's enough. That's, the that's secret enough. doesn't need to get out there yeah. for everybody. So you're gonna have a couple shows, Christmas shows, fight circus, but we're talking like junkyard. Really small. Yeah, really small. Maybe maybe one at my place, one at the junkyard okay. theater. Um, probably one at my place, one at the junkyard theater. Shout out to the junkyard. They're awesome. Their dancers are amazing. Um, you know, they want more shows there and I want to do more shows too. I'd like them and I'd like to go after tourism a little bit more. We've been, we've been coming up with a, uh, uh, a, a pimp name for myself. You know, like how people change their names from P Diddy to what, whatever yeah. Kanye to Yeezy Tarantino Metallica Tarantino. Is that like a porn name or nah? That, yeah. Again, that's my pimp name, right? <laughs> go, that's man. my, that's my pimp name, Tarantino Metallica. But I think the Tarantino Metallica name like if I say Tarant it's, this is Tarantino Metallica's Christmas party, you know what kind of Christmas party you're, you're getting into. I want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're cutting off ears. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we're, you know, Someone, we're, someone's <laughs> losing a, at least a pinky toe. A hundred percent. That's like at minimum. A hundred percent. And it's happening while Christmas bells go. Ding, ding, ding. Right? For whom the bell tolls. Right? Fight Circus marches on, <laughs> right? That's the Christmas party that I would expect everybody to get. And, and hopefully like Bob or Felony will be there, but we're not going to bring a Fury back for a Christmas party. We're basically mm. lining up 2024. And again, to go back to it, I just don't know whether or not I'm doing six fucking huge shows around the globe or I'm doing 12 to 24 shows. Right. So you got you get you got can't make everything's kind of in limbo like you said. Like I said, yeah, because again the let me just say this so that we can go back to it on the future on a future podcast. The person that I'm going to joint venture with, nobody on the world, nobody on the planet thinks that I'm going to joint venture with them. And they are a person at the highest of the high. Macaulay Culkin. Mark Burnett? <laughs> Mark oh, Burnett God, TV shows. That's a producer, no? Yeah. And what did he produce? Survivor. One of the most ah. popular TV shows of all time. I will partner up with somebody who has done that a television level. show that level. That level. And when they come on board, their goal and my goal will be to make my show and this show, our show, bigger than their previous show. Which, by the way, was a global phenomenon that everybody, anybody who's not under a rock knows. Mm. Burmese people know it. Mangalaba. Mm. Right? And by the way, he... He, together, the Fight Circus team is very strong. We've worked together for over a decade. So when this guy comes on board to get us to the next level, watch it. Well, we're pumped for that, and we'll have to do another one and do a recap there. Hopefully, by that point, we have some clips of Francis and Gano tossing midgets around. I really hope this will all connect. Uh, we're going to end it up on one final note. Kick the camera back over to John right there. Just let everyone know where they can find uh, Fight Circus, whether it's on Instagram, YouTube, all your social media platforms, and we'll put links in the description. We're Googleable. 
We're Googleable. Google us, Fight Circus. We're in the know. You might have seen my uh, fight against MMA Symmetrical Champions, Bank of No Money. I'll be back to fight them again, and I don't think it's going to go their way. And I will tell you what, check it out. All the action, www.fightcircus.tv. Because we like the TV. Fruit and bodies. That's it. That's a, the best way to end it. All right. Uh, you better go check them out. And um, I'm excited for the Cornhole Championship. I'll probably take that over. After about 68 beers, I am the uh, one of the best Cornhole Champions in the world. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm terrible. All right. We're out. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks.